Hello, and here we are today, which is it's in January 2022, and I'm, oh, it's January 24th. Okay, so we're moving quickly here through this month. So, um, okay, we are actually on lesson three of forgiveness, um, and there is a total of five lessons. If you haven't done lesson one and number two, it is imperative that you go back and do those first. Forgiveness is so important and um, the road to healing, the road to being you, um, the road to having everything you desire in life, the road to being a conscious creator of all of the good things that you want. Um, you won't get there without forgiveness. It's the bottom line, you know, and here's the thing. I can't, I'm, I'm teaching you, you know, I'm teaching you everything that I used to forgive. Um, just because I'm saying you have to forgive doesn't mean you're going to forgive right away, right? You know, um, it, it's, that's not the way it works. Forgiveness works from within. Forgiveness works from within your heart within your, your, the connection of your heart and your mind. My whole entire purpose of con conscious creators is connecting people's hearts to their minds so they can consciously create the world in which they desire to live in. And in order to do that, well, you got to show up. You have to do the lessons, you know. Um, this is, conscious creators is actually, uh, I think, one of my greatest creations. <laughs> Because one, it's affordable for every single person. Two, you know, each month has a different theme and each theme is a part of the process. You know, it's, um, it is, it's not working on with me one-on-one. -on -one. It's a whole other experience. It's completely a different experience. Um, and, but this is an amazing experience. It's. It's, if you can, if you can do what you need to do here, do what I'm asking you to do, your life is going to literally begin to change and heal. So, so today, you know, let's talk about it. It's, you know, um, I am forgiven and I am free. And that's the thing about forgiveness. It's freedom. F in forgiveness stands for freedom, um, for, for me. And what happens is this, we all need to feel confident that we can avoid pain and ideally find comfort in our lives. You know, our need for comfort and certainty comes from the patterns and behaviors that we keep repeating that might not be conducive to our lives now, which what that means is, you know, your programming from childhood creates the patterns and then these behaviors that you continuously have on repeat. See, we don't live life, we live patterns. Where do these patterns come from? They start from the programming that starts with the belief system that is buried deep within you, that the belief goes and creates the thought, the thought creates the emotion, the emotion creates the behavior, the action, how you're feeling is how you're going to behave. It's going to, how you're feeling shows, you know, are you going to be a disempowered today or are you going to be empowered today? I'm not sure. So what we need to do is that I get, you know, that continuous pain. Okay. This is the thing. Continuous pain and holding on to anger and resentment means it's continuous damage to ourselves, to our psyche, to our energy, into our life, which guess what? That leads to our demise. 
I get it. It's frightening to step into the unknown and it's challenging to be vulnerable. And it's, you know, overwhelmingly uncomfortable to have a sense of uncertainty. Why? Because anybody that is injured in life, anybody that has trauma, anybody that has anything that, you know, causes them to be fearful of life, which is basically almost everybody, craves certainty. What does certainty say? I can be certain that things are going to go this way. And if I can be certain things are going to go this way, then I'm not going to get hurt. I won't get abandoned. I won't get rejected. I won't fail. So what do we do? We want certainty. And how do we get certainty? Control. The only way to have certainty in your life is through controlling events and people. And we believe that holding on to this anger is a part of controlling our environment. If I'm angry and resentful at this person, um, then I will, you, you know what, then I'm not going to have the pain. They will, but it's the opposite. Okay. See, what we want is um, basically what we're familiar with, what we feel sure about. Well, yeah, guess what? You can feel sure that if you hold on to the anger, the resentment, the sadness at yourself and others, you're going to stay steeped and seeped in pain. Okay? Now, the other reason it's so difficult to let go of the past is how we link emotion to information. Okay? So consider this. A woman has a feminine core. And if her partner does something that causes her emotional pain... She may repeatedly bring it up throughout um, that relationship. And her partner feels like it's impossible to win because no matter how much he does to amend the situation, the past will be, still be brought up. But you know what? There's a genuine reason why she has trouble letting it go. Okay? And let's, let's, let's do this. Think back to 9-11. No matter what country you're from, I know you remember 9-11. That's why I use it. You know, Chances are you know what we were doing at that moment. I do. We most likely we all do. But if you had to think about 8-11-2001, August 11th, well, I have no freaking idea what I was doing on August 11th, 2001. Okay. No idea. Um, well, why? Because guess what? We don't retain information like that unless there's an emotion attached to it. So, obviously, 9-11 had a strong emotion attached to it. So, it's associated with a feeling, okay? Um, and, and, you know, anything that has emotion attached to it makes a very strong impression on the psyche, on the ego, on that belief system. So, a, a person will attach emotion to anything that impacts them in a significant way, especially if it causes them pain or suffering. So let's compare that to someone with a masculine core, okay? So this is really how that's a female. Men do it too, but not to the extent that the female, the feminine core does it. So compare that to the masculine core. So the masculine energy is, you know, they don't attach emotion to everything. It's not that a highly masculine person doesn't care or feel things deeply. It's because masculine energy is about breaking through and letting go. Right. And um, on the other hand, feminine energy is not about letting go. It's about filling up and gathering up. So when there is still emotion tied to a memory, letting go of the past becomes very, very difficult. 
So the power to get past this past, you know, doesn't lie primarily, you know, primarily within, you know, the nature of the events themselves. They count a lot. That event, that betrayal, that counts a lot. This is why women have such a hard time um, when their spouse, I mean, had an affair. Obviously, everybody is going to have that hard time. But here's the reality of it is that there is so much emotion t tied to it. There really is. And I can't tell you how many couples, um, you know, the man's just like, you know, Heather, how long do I have to, you know, deal with this repercussions? Jesus, you know, blah, blah, blah. and he's not being a jerk. He's not. Because part of helping a couple move through an affair is um, some point the person that was the one betrayed has to let it go. Otherwise, it won't work. It really won't. Because you can't keep punishing somebody and not forgiving them for something over and over and over. Nobody can live within that polarity, right? So, so what do you do? How do you, you know, what are you going to do when, you know, um, when it's so hard to take that emotional rock and push it up, 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 up. You're going up a cliff. Imagine yourself going up a cliff and you're underneath the rock and you need to forgive and you don't know how and you're stressed and you're like, I, but I want to hold on to my anger. I want to hold on to my resentment. I'm so fucking upset. Well, guess what? You got to get under that rock and you got to just keep pushing up, 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 up until you reach the top and you push it over the cliff. Because guess what? Getting unstuck involves remembering an injury, okay? But, we, you know, I want you to think about it like um, you're going to look at it from a different, more empathetic perspective. You're going to reconsider it from the perspective of the person that caused the harm. And if you're thinking right now, I don't want to do that, they, well, you don't have to. Remember that. And you don't have to do it today. Maybe, you know, if you... You come back to this later. But moving forward, you know, the only way to move forward is through forgiveness, right? And what can happen is this. Maybe you reconfigure a relationship so that you're less, less giving, more realistic. You know, you don't have to go back to the way things were. I don't even recommend that all the time. Not until, if, especially if there's some sort of betrayal involved you got to gain trust back and then you can go back if you feel like you can trust that person right but i also believe that it rarely means cutting off those ties think alteration not amputation see getting unstuck requires being truthful with yourself about how you feel you know um how do you feel are you still angry are you sad anxious even though you wish you weren't but holding out, you know, that possibility that someday you might feel better, you will feel better. As time moves on, you can move better. I mean, sorry, you can feel better, but you got to, you know, remember, see things from a different perspective. Do lesson one and two. Do this lesson. And there's two more coming. You know, is there anything that you can't get over? Yes and no. You don't get over it, but you find a different place to put it. You don't forget it, but the thoughts no longer intrude you. You, you pre don't pretend it wasn't that bad, but you have a sense that you can heal. We don't get over the past, we get past it. That's the key.
I'm going to say it again. We don't get over the past, we get past it. So at its deepest level, the prospect, prospect of letting go forces us up against our three strongest emotional drivers. Love, fear, and rage. Love, fear, and rage. And to forgive means you must bring in grace, empathy, and compassion. So you've got to counter the love, fear, and rage against grace, empathy, and compassion for yourself, for you. You know, um, most of you know my mother was killed when I was three, and I grew up with a very narcissistic, alcoholic, abusive father. And um, it was extreme. And so finally... I think about 25 years old, I started putting up, you know, more and more boundaries and really I'd moved away just to get away from him. And, um, but that didn't mean that my healing, I couldn't just because I changed the um, scenery didn't mean that I was going to automatically heal, but it did mean that he wasn't intrusive and, um, and basically disrupting my life every day. So uh, you know, I started my healing journey um, after my daughter was born, but my main healing took place between the ages of 27 to 35. And during that time, you know, my dad had come over um, a bunch or not come over, visited a, a few times. And the first two times, you know, he wrecked things, of course, And but my kids now are involved. You don't get to do this anymore. And the last time I had spoken to him was my daughter's high school graduation. And he was sabotaging it once again and said, you know, basically he was, he was leaving on the day of her party and my daughter was upset. And I said, if you walk out that door, dad, if you leave and you do this to Mackenzie, I am done. I am done. You try to trespass over my boundaries. I've held firm on those. And this is it. You, you're never allowed to hurt my children again or me. It's over. I will always love you. I've done my best to forgive you, but I will no longer put you up with your bullshit. And he left that day. And um, I didn't ever speak to him again. I have no regrets. I forgave him. Fully. I'd forgiven him years before that, really. I just And so when you forgive somebody... Guess what happens? You respect yourself because you're not holding on to anger and hate and rage. And when you hold on to anger and hate and rage at yourself and other people, that's the type of life you live. And the only reason I could, you know, be okay with this was because I forgave him. He couldn't stay in my life. He was not healed. And he was going to continue to do things. And, you know, he died. Um, God, was it five years later? Anyways, and, um, you know, I, and when he did die, um, and I got the call, he was dead, you know, he had died and I'll save that for another day. But in the meantime, um, it was hard because he had never given himself, forgiven himself. He had never forgiven his, you know, I don't even know God, I guess. And he died alone with no one even though he had three children six grandkids and a run-down shitty apartment somewhere in a Mexican village in Mexico somewhere there and we only found out because somebody the uh, person that came in and found him dead in that apartment 
called the, the last number that was on there, which was my brother. So he lived a life that um, he ended up dead alone in an apartment. And literally it was five days later. And he just, and he had three kids and six grandchildren. And he never could forgive anything, ever. He didn't, he blamed his children for things. And I'm telling you, I've seen it time and time again. And if you want to live a life where you are, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to die alone in an apartment and some apartment with cockroaches crawling on you in, you know, another country, but it's not a good life to live. And if you don't forgive yourself, same, same possibility for you. More people, I'm telling you what, more people live miserable lives because they can't forgive themselves than it's unbelievable. So let's look at a forgiveness checklist. This is what I hear. I'll never forgive them. What they did was unforgivable. They ruined my life. They did it on purpose. I was so little and they hurt me so much. They have to apologize first. My resentment keeps me safe. Only weak people forgive. I'm right and they're wrong. It's all their fault. I can't forgive myself, Heather. Do you resonate with any of these statements? See, forgiveness is a difficult area for most and I know this, but we all need to do this work. And anyone who has a problem with loving themselves is stuck in this area. Forgiveness opens our heart to self-love. Without forgiveness of self and others, you don't, you can't love yourself. See, we can only give to the world what we have inside to give. And if we don't have love inside of us to give for ourselves, how do we give love out to the world? We don't! We don't! Come on! Wake up! You know, we carry these grudges for years and years and we feel so self-righteous because of what they did to us. You know what this that's called? I call it a self-righteous prison of resentment. We get to be right. Oh yeah, we get to be right. But we never get to be happy. Being unwilling to forgive is a terrible thing to do to ourselves. Bitterness is like swallowing that teaspoon, uh, actually more like a tablespoon of poison every day. It accumulates and it harms us. It's impossible to be happy and free when we keep ourselves bound to the past. If you keep yourself bound to the past, then go freaking live in the past. And that's what you're doing every single day. And you hate your job, you hate your life, you hate the people in it, and you're wondering why your life isn't flowing into the direction you want it to flow. There you go. It's right there. It's right there. Do I sound upset? Am I angry? I'm not angry. <laughs> I am. I do get upset because I know. And guess what? Well, I'm, I didn't have, you know, there are people in this world that had it worse than me and there's people that had it better. Guess what? I can tell you right now, if I can move forward, if I can learn how to forgive, if I can be the probably the biggest forgiver you've ever met. And you know why I'm such a big forgiver? Because I always said, you know, and this was years and years and years ago. I've always pr pretty much forgiven. But I said, you know, how many things have you done, Heather, that you needed forgiveness for? Oh, my God. Imagine somebody not forgiving you because you are not perfect. You do not live in a glass house and you know what? It, it, you, don't, you better stop, right? Think about that. Shit's over. The incident's over. Yep, they did not behave well. You didn't behave well. 
You could have done better, but you didn't because in that moment, you chose the best choice that you could make. You were doing the best you could do at every moment. So now when people like hate to hear, oh, Heather, I'm so sick of hearing my parents were doing the best they could do. Well, what about you? That's why I, was, I forgave my dad, but it didn't mean that I could allow, allow him to keep doing his shit. I forgave him because I know that he was doing the best that he could do at every moment. His best sucked. His best nearly destroyed my life. I didn't, I didn't become this unhealthy, codependent, um, reactive woman back then because my mother died. No! If my father wasn't the abusive, narcissistic, alcoholic, my mother's death would have been an event in my life that I learned to process and I could um, flourish because I had a loving father. But guess what? I forgave him because I did know he was doing the best he could do in every moment. And his best was not good enough for me. It sucked. But he was. And how do I know that? He was doing the best he could do at every moment? Because I'm doing the best I could do at every moment. And my moments, especially years and years ago, weren't that great all the time. I made mistakes with my kids. Who doesn't? But at the moment that I yelled, and I shouldn't have, I was doing the best I could do in that moment to hold my shit together, to keep the beast within because I knew the parent I needed to be and wanted to be to raise successful children. But that doesn't mean I wasn't, you know, when I did react at times with yelling, I was doing the best I could do. I was. Everybody's doing the best that they could do. Come out of the prison and step into the sunshine of life. If the incident is still happening, if you're still in a toxic relationship, if you're still allowing your parents to trespass over your boundaries, if your children are taking advantage of you, if that, whatever it is, if it's happening, well, why do you think you're so little of yourself that you still put up with it? That's a big question. See, the purpose of conscious creators is to help you live the life you deserve and dream of living. And part of that is self-love. Self-love is found through many things. Forgiveness and stopping accepting bullshit things that keep you in self-loathing are just a few of those things. If you stay in a situation that continues to harm you and you self-loathe, what's the problem? You. Sorry. You hate your job, but you stay. You're not doing anything about it. Well, one, you got to find gratitude for the job you have. You got to be learn to be happy right where you're standing. And then the new job will come. But you're not doing anything to change it. If you continue to bitch every day about the things you don't like, those things you don't like are going to keep coming in. When you focus on what is, what is is what you continue to get. So drop the past, move on, and work on loving ourselves. So I want you to answer these questions in your journal because this will kind of show you where you, you've, you've gotten your skills of forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry, but sometimes I just crack myself up because thinking some things of life of what we've got to go through is so absurd. Like, I think it's just that I, because I, I teach this, Every single day, I, te I talk and teach people. I teach people how to be healthy and love life. I teach people how to consciously create their life and their relationships because my tagline is, you know, 
every relationship begins with you. Every single freaking thing in your life begins with you. There is not one thing in your life that is happening now that does not begin and end with you. Nothing else. That is why I concentrate on oh, one thing. The relationship you have with yourself. Your job depends upon the relationship you have yourself. Your relationship does. Your bank account does. The people you surround yourself with does. Who, Where you live has everything to do with you. Nothing that you, is happening in your life has anything to do with anybody else but what you believe about yourself, what you think of yourself, and you, you, you. That's why my tagline, every relationship begins with you. And I remember when I thought about that, I thought that tagline, because I was, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, well, what my business, this, that. I'm like, relationship rescue, yeah, relationship rescue. And at first I was thinking it was like relationship rescue because working with couples and, and codependent women and then moving into codependent everybody. And anyways, then I'm like, no, no, this is literally, it's about relationship rescue. And I thought that's about the person, I'm, I gotta rescue the relationship with themselves first. I have to help them help themselves first before I can re re rescue them from their other relationship. So then it said, yeah, because guess what? Every relationship begins with you. Bingo, ding, 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 ding. And what did I do right then and there? I dropped to my knees and I said, hallelujah, amen. I love you, God. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for putting that thought into my mind, in my head. I'm going to act on it. And that's where relationship rescue, every relationship begins with you came from so we got to keep changing the relationship you have with yourself so let's answer the questions in your journal was your mother a forgiving person was your father a forgiving person was bitterness a family way of handling hurts okay there's um eight questions answer those please and then i'm going to give you a, an example of every po a positive affirmation for every negative belief about forgiveness so then i want you to make your own list if you believe i will never forgive them say instead this is a new moment i am free to let go they don't deserve to be forgiven instead i forgive whether they deserve it or not what they did to me, Heather, was unforgivable. Instead, I am willing to go beyond my own limitations, and those limitations live in my mind. Here's the big one. They ruined my life. I hear that over and over. How about this one? I take responsibility for my own life. I am free. They have to apologize first. Oh, fucking hell. Excuse me. <laughs> How about... My spiritual growth is not dependent on others. My resentment and anger keeps me safe. Instead, I release myself from prison. I am safe here. And then give your permission, self permission to let go. And then I want you to write these six powerful statements that I wrote for you. And just remember, forgiveness happens the moment you say no to carrying this pain. So every pain you have, just no, no that weight, the hurt, let go all of it. Forgiveness is the action that allows us to move forward in life. I'm going to say it again for you. Forgiveness is the action that allows us to move forward in life. And here's what I say on my podcast. And remember, oh, every relationship begins with you. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. But I'm going to say thank you for tuning in to your Conscious Creators course here in January 2022. And yeah, please five lessons and the next lesson isn't going to really be a lesson I'm going to give you examples of forgiveness letters that people have written and um, 
so you know what to do, how to do this, and then we will have one last lesson. Make it a great day, make it a great day.